All right, let's try this. See if I can get my inner voice. Welcome to the San Antonio. Fancast. My name is Harry. Royce is speeding on I-35 somewhere. He went to Bucky's. Got Matt his uh what is it? The golden nuggets. The golden nuggets. After Matt passed four Bucky's on his trip to Houston and back. <laughs> so but Royce uh had a good reason. Uh Mama Royce had a birthday today, so Mama Royce is in is in the Austin area, so happy birthday to Mama Royce. Hopefully, happy birthday. Hopefully, it was a fun one. Let's start with the bottom, Jonathan. How are you? Fun Got night on. last night. I know uh, your press corps people. You're up there kind of by yourself. Uh, I kind of felt bad for you. Yeah, Stephen and and Aaron uh, usually flanking me, my my henchmen. Um, Unfortunately, they, well, one of them, as I told you, was actually That's recovering from surgery. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what Aaron's excuse was, but uh, no, I mean, it's, it's preseason. Like, I can't hold it against them. Um, and Stephen Whitaker and I, we, we had our, our fun up there. We held it down. Matt, how was uh, MLS Houston and uh, the opening kickoff? Uh, better result than Austin FC? Um, you got a draw? Not as good a result as the best team in Texas, Dallas, uh, as far as MLS-wise here. So, who got a, a, a knockoff win? They should have won. But you didn't. I don't know <laughs> how they caught that offside, oh, that offside goal, man. It, uh, it, was, it, it pissed me off. It was not even offside. It, well, they went back to the first pass when he got the ball. He was offside on that, but yeah. Damn. That's a whole... But it was great, man. <laughs> Got to hang out with the surge, uh, Texans army and La Pat- uh, the battalion also. So it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I kept looking at, at X to get updates to watch the SAFC game. So I was watching. It was both. preseason. There's no updates. No, they had updates. A little. A little. It, it counted. I knew when they scored at least. So Rafa, tomorrow we're busy. Uh, you got your taps playoff predictions. Um, got the brackets almost set. Just waiting on two scores to be updated uh, that I can't find out uh, in uh, boys division three. But uh, the rest of the brackets are ready, and uh, you ready? You ready to ready to pick yeah, some rock, brackets? Scissors. It's getting that season. Yeah, rock scissors papers <laughs> scissors or throw some holy water and all that <laughs> for those picks. Who has the best sermons? That's who wins. Uh, but yeah, ready for that for tomorrow. And then uh, a shout out. I'm gonna give a shout out to the O'Connor Lady Panthers and Taft Lady Raiders. Great game yesterday. Uh, thank you, Coach Connor, for joining me for 210 High School Soccer Live. And thanks for the praise and the kudos from both teams on on X. So we enjoyed the game. It was a one-one tie. Very exciting. And we'll we'll see how how the rest of the season goes for both of them. So yeah, high school soccer. If you can, uh, there's what about a month left. Three weeks left in the season. Uh, about three, uh, about three, four weeks left of the regular season. So if you haven't had an opportunity to go out and support, you know, whatever high school team of your choice is, or JV team like I do, uh, or middle school coming up. Uh, well, middle school comes up in March uh, for that here. But uh, go out and support the local kids uh, all over town, South Side, North Side. You know, way out in Bernie, way up at you know Hill Country. A lot of good action going on. But we're here to talk about uh, San Antonio FC. Uh, they came out with, uh, so we got three topics here mainly. One, uh, Kevon Lambert on loan from Real Salt Lake. Two, another new addition, uh, the Community First Health Plans as the official jersey sponsor of, or jersey partner, I guess is what they call it. And then, of course, the match versus uh, Antigua GFC, uh, Guatemala FC here, uh, that happened last night, right? Yeah, I think it was Sunday, so last night here, so. Uh, Rafa, we'll, we'll let you uh, pick uh, which which new addition do you want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about Kevon Lambert coming in the loan from Real Salt Lake, or do you want to talk about the new kit sponsor? Good Lambert. All righty, so we're going to go with that. 
So in a big move, uh, Real, uh, not Real, Real Salt Lake loans uh, Kevon Lambert on loan from Real Salt Lake. A lot of people will remember him with Phoenix Rising. Um, if you go to any Phoenix Rising message board, social media, they were not happy about this move. Uh, Kevin Lambert, um, you know, 26 years old, uh, was the all-time leading appearances here. He had 15 goals, 10 assists. Uh, but you know, as a defensive midfielder, one of the best, one of the best out there. That's why he got uh, signed to uh, MLS or signed to MLS Real Real Salt Lake. Huge dude, saw him in person. You know, I saw him when he was with Rising, but when it, when he's with San Antonio and you actually look at him, the dude's built. <laughs> he's probably, in in my opinion, kind of uh, closest to Sebastian Igabaga um, as far as like body type and, and the big build there. So uh, we'll start with you, Matt. Your thoughts on Kevon Lambert coming to uh san antonio and then we'll go to jonathan if there's any quotes or anything any feedback he wants to provide and then we'll go at the rafa i thought it was a it was a good add-on i looked up looked at him a little bit and uh seemed pretty great see why phoenix was so upset uh shout out to vaughn see uh see how we talk about this later on when we play phoenix so it was a pretty pretty unique signing to me Jonathan? Yeah, there there weren't really any sort of quotes or anything that came out about him, um, you know, beyond obviously what you get in the press release. But uh, when you get a, an opportunity, I, I don't know how this came along. I don't know if Real Salt Lake offered. I don't know if SAFC asked or, or what, you know, how this connection was made. But when you get an opportunity to bring in a player with those abilities, with that experience, um, you you have to take it. And, you know, you were talking about how he he looks so huge, uh, and this is something that SAFC, on top of you know some of the stylistic changes, um, Marcina even mentioned last night. You know, we're we're kind of a big team, um, very physical group, and so obviously he fits in with that uh, philosophy. Rafa, your thoughts as far as on the technical aspect? Um, just a great player. I mean, look at. The- the resume speaks for itself. What he did at Phoenix, and then just to take him away from them is it's a it's a big win for us because he's he's going to help out a lot. I think that's one of our was part of our weakness last year was that central mid area. Uh, so now we have an enforcer there that can pair up with Abu with Hernandez, and you know, and also he's look at the amount of assists he had. So he he can create you know pass you know passes for for scoring opportunities. So. It's a, it's a big win for us, and hopefully, hopefully this full paid ends, and I'm sure, I'm sure our forwards are going to be happy having him, you know, feeding the ball to, to them on the attacks. Next up, uh, as far as announcements here, um, <clears throat> they announced a new uh, kit sponsor, Community First Health Plan. Um, also, when they released the pictures, uh, if you notice, the uh, Rico's is on the shorts. Uh, Toronto, uh, not Toronto. Toyota moved to the arm, uh, arm shoulder as far as branding, and uh, they extended the naming rights of Toyota Field here. So, um, a lot to like on this here, um, as far as as far as the the local part of it here. Your thoughts? Uh, we'll, we'll start with you, Matt. Your thoughts initially when they announced Community First uh, Health Plans as the sponsor. Man, I, I was trying to see if it was Fred's Fish or like Bill Miller's. I thought it'd be some some food chain, some big food chain from San Antonio. But hey, your mental health is good too. We your health is also something important. So hey, not bad, man. Could have been University Health also if you we're we're gonna hit it. But hey, support a local one. That's 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 amazing. Very amazing. Rafa, your thoughts. It's a good partnership. Like I said, mental health is important, you know, and what a better way to represent it there on there in front of the jersey. Now, as far as the jersey itself, <laughs> oh, we'll get to that um, here in a second here. But we'll um, say, yeah, we'll save that. And then having to still have Toyota and then uh, Re- I don't know, the Rico's one. I mean, 
and it's cool to have him on the short, but maybe we could have had him on the back of the jersey, you know, under the number. Yeah, there's a. There's so, I mean, that, that could have been something like that, a spot for them there. But oh, well, I mean, they're on board, so they just have to find a new guy to to eat their nachos now. GB, Jonathan, your thoughts uh, on it, and then I'll go into the official press release. And uh, there is some great things that come with this partnership. But your initial thought on, um on on the community first being named as the official jersey partner well i'm actually probably about to steal uh, some of those great things from you and you know give a, a bit of a sneak peek to what you're going to be reading about in a few minutes but uh, first of all i think having this new partnership um is good in the sense that it's going to be bringing some new things to Toyota Field, even though obviously Toyota retains the naming rights for the stadium, uh, Community First is going to be adding a nursing area, um, you know, for, for breastfeeding, and also a, I don't remember exactly what they call it, but an area for people who might be sensitive, or I, I don't remember the exact wording. Sensory sensitivity. Right, that, that kind of area. Um, and For so the first I, ever sensory area pod, yeah. Sensory area pod, okay, that's how they phrase it. Um, I just think it's good to have those couple of new areas that just give Toyota Field some more uh, more places for people to, you know, feel comfortable and just just feel, uh, you know, included, I, I guess you could say. Um, and then also just I think it's good to have kind of a diversity of these sponsors now. You know, you keep Toyota as, like I said, the stadium rights and you've still got them on the shoulder uh, but now you've got a more local shirt sponsor. I mean, that's obviously the most prominent. So it's something that we can look at and say, yes, you know, that is San Antonio based. Uh, same thing with Rico's. So I think it's it's good to be a little more local in that way. Um, and also whenever you're going to be announcing a new sponsor, it's always just kind of amusing to see everyone guessing, oh, is it H-E-B? Is it Frost? And, and I, having gone to SAFC practices for a few weeks and being told, you know, hey, don't get any pictures of that new front of shirt sponsor. Um, I was laughing at all these guesses because I'm like, guys, just wait for them to announce it. Don't even bother because it's not who you think. You're you're not gonna guess it. Um, I, I told you guys, yeah, when you guys were guessing it last Thursday, uh, I I told you guys that you were kind of just throwing things at the dartboard, and I almost thought about giving the analogy that if it was you guys playing darts. You weren't even hitting the board. You, you weren't even getting close to that sponsor. Um, but I guess, you know, if you have fun with all those guesses, more power to you. Well, it was funny because Jesus uh, on, on X, he 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 did a lot of uh, messing with the filters. And he, he skimmed it a little bit and you could see it. But it was like, like, well, like, oh, this isn't it. You were like, we're all thinking this isn't it. It has to be like a big name like Frost and everything. But... That's crazy. It was crazy. He had it, and we thought it was something else. So, to me, just to kind of go over the, the news release that San Antonio C uh, released here, it says this is the first professional sports partnership for Community First, which is locally owned and managed a, a nonprofit health plan in San Antonio in the surrounding area. Uh, they were founded in 1995 as part of the... Part of the university uh, health uh, system here, um, and they provide health care coverage to you know the citizens of Bear County and, and the surrounding seven counties. They are the only locally owned and managed nonprofit health plan in the area, committed to our members as they uh, provide the great health and benefits backed by outstanding uh, services delivered by people who live here in South Texas. Um, but and as as uh, uh, Jonathan mentioned here. Um, spaces for all in keeping uh, with Community First and SAFC shared mission to foster positive and memorable experiences for fans of all needs and abilities. Community First will sponsor the, the ADA uh, seating areas at Toyota Field, which includes uh, select seats across sections 123, 27, 103, 107. Uh, they'll also sponsor the club's first ever sensory area pod, which will serve as a smoothing space for those with sensory uh, sensitivities and a breastfeeding uh, pod, uh, you know, allowing mothers a safe and private area to feed or pump. Um, it's these pod, the new pods are designed to create a more inclusive and welcoming experience for all. The intended placement uh, of these pods is on, 
was on the concourse with more beat, uh, details to come further into the 2024 season. And then, of course, they'll also have significant presence with the club's youth sports efforts presenting partner of five youth uh, uh, soccer clinics as well as the SAFC Micro League, a recreational and instructional soccer league that introduces San Antonio youth to leadership, teamwork, and positive direction uh, for that here. So, and then of course you can always stop by and visit them. They were behind 103 and 107, and they'll also, um, uh, you know, there's a uh, there's going to be a wall mural on display, uh, a wall mural uh, on display stretching from 103 to 107, which will be completed in the early 2024 season. And of course, to uh, Toyota remains the naming partner for the field, having extended their season because that was the other big thing is when Toyota wasn't on there there were some concerns about the Toyota San Antonio FC relationship um, but them extending it them being on the arm sleeve puts it sleeve Rafa talked about the kits so here's the goalkeeper kit how it looks I think you know we didn't get to see this kit uh, last night um, I noticed the Ricos right away um, the blue there um, and then, you know, along, along here as far as for, you know, for the pictures here as far as champion-minded. But your thoughts on the the kit, I'll just give you my, my first negative is I think it's a C move. I like the sponsor. I like the ideal from the sponsor. But I would have loved to seen it on a new kit and not a recycled you know, 2023 home kit from last year. To me, where SAFC kind of missed a little bit is, like, I have the 2023 home kit. Am I going to go shell out $90 to buy it just with the change it from Toyota to the community first? For me personally, probably not. I know there are people that will, um, you know, along those lines here. But to me, I would have liked to seen a new kit, a new kit to, to really embrace the new a new sponsor, and I'm sure I'm assuming we're getting an away kit, although that hasn't been announced. But historically, outside of when they changed from uh, was it Nike to Puma, every year they came out with a new kit, you know, rotating home and away. But uh, uh, your thoughts, uh, we'll, we'll go with you, Jonathan, first. Your thoughts on the kit, and not really so much the, the sponsorship, but you know, the, the, the kit and the look and feel uh, of this year. Yeah, so when they unveiled this kit last year, uh, I mean, I didn't think it was amazing, but I kind of like it. It's a, a neat sort of different look. Uh, it does feel a little weird, though, to be keeping the same kit with a different sponsor. Um, but I guess maybe SAFC is going to get back to, like you said, what they used to do, where they would alternate every year doing a new home shirt or away shirt. Um, so, uh, you know, Hopefully we see some interesting and, and maybe exciting away kits, um, you know, a couple of years ago or, or even third kits. Because um, in the past, for example, SAFC's unveiled the Viva third kit or the Viva alternate kit. Um, so there's still potential there, obviously, with the new sponsor. Um, but I, I mean, honestly, how picky do, do we have to be? You know, you can only come up with so many kit designs, so many shirt designs over the years before you start looking at them and saying, ah, haven't we seen this before? Matt or Rafa, whoever wants to go next. Rafa? Um, I, I think I think we should have just switched it up. You got a new, new sponsor, just switch it up. Like I said, it's like there's no reason to recycle it. Uh, I was going to ask Jonathan, do, do you have an idea when the Puma contract runs out? Do you have any <laughs> knowledge on that? Because <laughs> uh, I'm, no I'm kind of wondering, because I'm, I'm kind of wondering if that's maybe if that's why they recycled it. If this may, may be the last year for the Puma contract with them, maybe that's why they kept this. And then maybe because you notice some of the other teams in the U.S. are going to Charlie or they're going to Hummel. And I'm wondering if that this is the, maybe the reason why they stick to stay to this prototype of the jersey from last year, you know, is okay. We may be changing it up next year, and then we have something brand new that everybody can possibly buy. Yeah, I'm not aware <clears throat> of how long the Puma deal is supposed to go. Um, I mean, this is the third season. I did hear 
off the record a few years ago when SAFC was going to be switching away from Nike, um, but that was later in the season anyway. So uh, even if I did know something, I, I wouldn't have heard of it yet. Um, and I think one of us would have known or remembered if they specified with the Puma deal, hey, it's going to be you know three years or five years or 2,000 years or whatever, you know. They just said multi, multi-year deal. Yeah, multi-year. Yeah. It's always multi-year. So maybe... Maybe this could be the last year of Puma, and that's why they've kind of stuck it to this, stuck to this, and just you know, I, I'm I'm curious like, to see what the away jersey is going to be. Is it going to be the red, or is it going to go to an all black, or or it could be the gold? I, I'm, not, I wasn't, or, uh, I'm not too fond of the all white. I mean, add some color. Maybe they do the Fiesta, you know, the Fiesta color kind of theme like they did like two years ago. But and then you also, I'm sure they come up with a third kid as well. So we'll see how it kind of, you know, kind of, what what they come up with. Maybe we can kind of look at some of the Puma stuff right now and see maybe this will, this is what they're kind of targeting and so forth. But usually, isn't it the Fiesta kid always the third one? I mean, let's be honest. Uh, no, because no, remember that was, our, in- that was that was our away jersey two years ago. Yeah, 2022, it was the alternate kit. That was when they had the, the chevron, sort of the V on the chest. Um, mm-hmm. The year before was when it was a third kit, and it was the three stripes down the middle of the jersey on yeah. a black jersey. Yeah, because I know, tech, I mean, from what I'm guessing, they always have to have like a Fiesta kit or a Fiesta pre, pre-game uh, jersey. So, I mean, that's just how they work. But on this one... Yeah, I agree with Harry. It is kind of a little bit of a mess. Could have gave it a little bit more pizzazz instead of the stripes. Um, but I agree with everyone. Let's see what they come out, if they do a third or if they do a, a new away jersey. Because I'm, I'm, just, I'm just looking at everybody's coming out, and I want a new one. And to ask your, answer your question here, Rafa, Charlie is the official uh, – well, uh, is the – New fan apparel and footwell rights holder is, is how they um, a- announced it here for both the USL Championship and USL League One. Um, but the Super <laughs> League was not named in, in the deal uh, as of yet. And uh, I don't know if you've seen the Riverhounds kits, but they look pretty nice. And, you know, uh, San Diego Loyal uh, had decent kits as well from Charlie here. Um, I, I wonder if we're going to end up with a second jersey like the AC Milan, like the home, the red and black, because they're they're sponsored by Puma. So I wonder if they'll, have, they'll maybe go something similar to them. You know, I still haven't bought a Puma jersey since we switched, because I just feel like it's going to be so uncomfortable. They're not bad. What are the size? I know Puma has a reputation for being kind of tight, but it's the same thing with their shoes. Just for that. All right, so we're going to move on uh, to the actual friendly. So let, let's 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 look at the the initial lineup, um, which was Hernandez, Patino. Aguidello, Silva, Abu, Lambert, Hankinson, uh, Tainter, Burks, Manley, and Pablo Cisniga. Is that how you say it here? Um, Aguidello was a late scratch. Um, I don't believe we got anything of why he was a late scratch. And in his place was uh, Shannon Gomez. And to me, so initially, I think what they had here. Is they were going to put uh, Luke uh, in the midfield and then Juan uh, up top with uh, Jorge and Santiago. And then you would have had Luke, uh, Lambert, Abu, Silva uh, through there. And then, of course, the back three changed. Obviously, with Luke, uh, with uh, Juan going out, uh, Luke slid, slid up and Shannon uh, went in in his. Placement here, so um, we'll start with you, uh, Jonathan. Your thoughts on the starting lineup here, um, if you have any? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would say it's probably pretty close to what you would expect in terms of uh, the strongest SAFC lineup in terms of you know the quality of players in terms of 
their chemistry, um, sort of how long they've been in camp. Because you know, obviously, if some of these new guys that haven't come into camp yet, you know, when they do arrive, you wouldn't expect them to just get thrown in uh, the deep end with a bunch of guys that, you know, yeah, okay, maybe they've seen on Zoom and stuff. And, you know, maybe they kind of understand the principles of the team. But until you actually get some familiarity and, and some reps on the field, on the training field, and obviously, you know, in matches in that system, uh, it's it's a little risky whether or not they're going to be able to fit in as seamlessly as the guys who've already been here. Um, I think also in terms of seeing, you know, we, we kind of, when Hawkinson was being brought in, he was kind of listed as more of a winger, and yet we were looking at the lineup the previous weekend and saying, uh, he, he might be perhaps more of a wing back. Um, well this week we got to see there's kind of that versatility. So that's something that Marcina has talked about with some players over the last few years. Um, you know, he's capable of playing a few positions, but then sometimes maybe Alan tries them out in a few positions and they don't quite fit in any of them. And, you know, before long they're moving on to a, a different team or, you know, getting iced out of the team. So I think it's good to see that Hawkinson actually does have that versatility and SAFC, you know, albeit in a pinch with not that many players available last night. Um, and obviously having to change the lineup at the last second, you know, but still Alan was able to say, Hey, he, we, we trust him to, to move up here and we'll insert Shannon in, you know, he's, he's fit. He can start again tonight. Um, and so I, I think it's also just good to see that you've got this strong lineup getting some consistency. Um, you know, only that that one change really didn't even change the goalkeeper, as I thought maybe Marcina might want to do, uh, just to give McIntosh an opportunity to play behind that first choice back line. Uh, but he stuck with Cisniega. So, all right, that kind of confirms, or, or not confirms, but uh, seems to hint even more strongly that he is the front runner for the number one spot. Um, besides all of that, uh, I think that's pretty much all I can think of. Your thoughts, Matt? I mean, from what I saw it, it uh, on the lineup, it seemed pretty consistent. It seemed pretty, pretty well-fitting in a way. Uh, how they played, obviously. I, I don't know how. Right, you how I wasn't we, there. We know you're. You know you're in each town. <laughs> but but I mean, from the from the little <laughs> snippet videos that I saw, I mean, they look good. It looked like everything was well put together. That's that's what I want. I want to see as losing as many uh, guys we did. I want to see a chemistry before. Uh, like I just wanted to see chemistry. I that's really my whole thing. I I really wanted to see chemistry. So it seems like the guys work together. So hopefully, let's see what happens on the night. Rafa, your thoughts on the on the lineup here? Um, I know when we initially came out, we were kind of a little bit kind of confused on the actual lineup, and then you know after the first ten ten minutes, we kind of. We kind of saw, you know, the formation, and, and I, I think you liked it. Just you know, kind of sitting next to you, and kind of the, the feedback that you're given, um, the the versatility between offensively and, and attacking it brings, and then defensively, how how the formation kind of shaped uh, shaped back defensively uh, for that here. So, your thoughts on on the lineup and the versatility it provided us, San Antonio FC? Yeah, it was a good mix, like I said. Of, experience and youthfulness and speed and uh you can tell you know that this was a pretty big lineup minus maybe abu and hernandez as far as size you know they're pretty like i said they had some good height on this and um and then also where you have your backups too like i said you have Barad and Muhammad got to see them they got some good size and good and, and strength so uh it, like i said it this could be, like I said, uh, maybe moving forward. You know, may, I could see this start. You know, these 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 eleven be your starting your starters on game on game one on the ninth. So there's a possibility there. I know we're missing 
<clears throat> you know, a couple of players like I mentioned, like like Lacey and Lucho and um, Bonnie, and I, I guess I, uh, we'll find out more if about Juan. If, if maybe he was maybe he tweaked something during warm up, so they out of precaution, like you know, let's just sit him out. Um, and like I said, once we get Richard too, so it looks it looks promising. Like I said, we're adding the right pieces as far as you know, getting the proper depth, the proper players that they can play at those positions. And then we'll all, like I said, we'll we'll elaborate more as far as the the, the style of play that we saw last night. So Harry's on mute. <laughs> so <clears throat> goalkeepers, I know that was kind of a concern last week, you know, as far as the theme on the show here. Uh, Pablo, I don't think really got tested much in the first half. Uh, Kindle, when they brought in the academy trial list, you know, and uh, Omar and Burra. So your thoughts on how the goalkeepers – Looked and it was probably a little bit unfair to Pablo because he really wasn't tested to to my you know, to my knowledge. But Kendall had some had some saves. He's got some hops. I'll give him that. I, I think you said Pablo. You can see he's a good he's good with his feet when they play the ball back. And and that's and that's the interesting thing. We started playing the ball, starting the attack from the back. So anything was passed to him, he was able to pass it well, clear, get it to the side, and so forth. And then you get what can you say about Kendall? Uh, especially that one hand, that one handed save that was going in, and he was able to reach reach yeah. their textbook and get that ball over the bar. Uh, and like I said, he didn't have the same defense as Apollo had, but he held his own and did a great job. There were some crosses were sent in. He was he was able to get those, and he didn't have trouble. You know, we didn't see any loose balls, so so that's that's a positive sign there. Even though we saw, we've seen some videos and stuff, so we know that they've kind of cleaned up a lot of those maybe little inconsistencies they have. Like I said, it's it's starting to you know come together for them. They're 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 for the goalkeepers. Here's a picture of the goal. Oh, go ahead. I, I was just gonna say, um, I've started to wonder if Rafa mentioned how Sisniaga. <clears throat> seems to be good with his feet and you know that might be rather than goalkeeping ability that might be what distinguishes Cisniega from McIntosh what decides who's going to be that number one this year um, especially with SAFC being more quote ball dominant uh, more possession focused you know if you're going to be making short passes and passing the ball around at the back a little more then yeah it makes sense if you're going to have uh, a goalkeeper that you trust him a lot more with his feet. Um, so that, you know, just something to keep an eye on. Maybe that's what's going to be the distinguishing factor rather than just goalkeeping ability, which obviously is, I would say, what you want number one. But if you have to split hairs, that might be where you do it. Here's the goal from SAFC social media team uh, for that here. And I'll just say what a pass by Jorge. Your thoughts on the on the goal there? Uh, we'll go with you first, Jonathan. Uh, you're up high, uh, you know, kind of middle of the pitch here, so you're probably able to see it a little bit more at a different view compared to me and Rafa, where it was coming right at us right. along those lines here. So, your, your thoughts on the goal and and just in just in general? I don't want to get too you know too far ahead of my skis because it is just one preseason game. Um, Antigua GFC is, is a quality opponent, but you know, like I said here, it is you know. Let's be honest, it, it's friendly. Uh, although there was a, two yellow cards, which I don't think the ref really wanted to do, but he had to. <laughs> he didn't have a choice. Uh, but uh, Antigua GFC down to ten. Uh, but you know, your thoughts on the goal and, and just you know, kind of summarize the night. Uh, you know, as far as you know, for the play on the pitch. Yeah, I'll I'll go ahead and start with the finish from Hawkinson. Uh, obviously a, a composed finish, you know, he brings the ball down well and slides it past the keeper from a fairly tricky angle. Um, but I, I think like you said, you know, it was 
a really great pass from Jorge. And he had a couple of those last night where he served in some really dangerous balls. And we asked Marcina after the match, um, you know, because he's gotten at least two, uh, possibly, I, I don't know. Well, I know he couldn't have gotten got the two assist assists. The, yeah, I was going to say he couldn't have gotten the assist last night on the second goal because it came off Bura. But, uh, you know, he's got two assists on the four SAFC goals so far this preseason. So that bodes really well. And we talked to Alan and he said Jorge, in his opinion at least, is the best two-way number 10 in the league. Um, and, uh, I mean, he he joined us or, or finally sort of got approved to play with SAFC, you know, a month or two into last season and still, I think, ended up having a club record for the most assists in a season. Um, you know, he was up there in terms of the, the league assist count. Leaders, yeah. And uh, so just it's going to be really interesting and I think exciting to see what he is able to do this year. You know, now that, I mean, SAFC's style has evolved, sure, but it's still the same kind of underlying principles. And um, regardless of what style you have, if you've got a player who can pick those passes and create those chances, uh, it fits into just about any style, I would say. Um, Also worth noting now, and I put this in my recap, uh, we've had, Four different SAFC goal scorers so far in preseason, and all four have been newcomers. So that's, I think, just an interesting wrinkle in um, how it happened, what's been going on so far. Um, but, you know, part of it's it's credit to Jorge, you know, playing in great balls and, you know, some of these other guys. Um, but it, it's a, a good way and I think helps kind of settle in a lot of these new guys. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about the style and, you know, the more, quote, ball dominant. Uh, do, do we want to get into that yet or do we want to save that a bit? You, you, you can see there's a big difference as far as I, I'm not saying we're not we're doing the little tiki tacky possession type of deal. But you you can tell that we can actually connect more than two passes. And then we're also being patient with the ball. Uh, we're not forcing things. We're kind of let, letting things develop. That's what I saw a lot last night. And I know we had maybe a few long balls, but there were actually proper long balls, sent balls to the space. There were actually we got under and and able to kind of create chances. And not like last year when we kept on forcing balls in the motor from the back and the other teams were intercepting it all the time. Uh we also switched the switched the ball from one side to the other side, and that, that's how we got the first goal. And that's that was an element of the of the game we missed last year. And you you can tell that the guys were very comfortable with it. They, it seemed fresh. It seemed a lot different. You know, the style was a way different from what we saw last year. And I, I think this can end up paying dividends. And I think we do have the right to have the right people for that system of play. Going into the system, going to the season, we'll see what, the, like I said, what the rest of the bench comes in when the rest of the guys come and see how they fit in as well. I'm glad you invoked the Tiki Taka title because I saw <clears throat> you know, last night some of these sort of shorter passes, um, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of in the the middle of the park, um, and I was thinking, does this count as Tiki Taka? I don't know. I mean, it's it's not quite as extreme it's not taking that philosophy to the extreme that you know barcelona or you know manchester city have done um but marcina said after the match that kind of the idea with playing more of these passes having the more of the ball is to try and uh the the phrase he's used a few times so far this season is provoking pressure to penetrate and the idea is they're kind of even admitted last night um ideally they want to bring their opponents in centrally and then create spaces out on the wings and, you know, behind some of these enemy lines to put balls into. Um, so that's when you then, you know, spring the trap and you go for the the killer pass from, you know, Jorge or someone like that. Um, that's when you kind of go for the jugular, so to speak. Um, so, so far so good. I mean, it, it's, it's still going to be a work in progress, I'm sure. And, you, you know, we saw it a lot with the, what we consider to be kind of the first team, um, you know, when you're having to start switching guys in and out because of injuries, international duty, all that, uh, we'll see if that cohesion and, and that chemistry, um, you know, falters a bit. But 
until you see it do so, you know, you, you kind of just have to say, okay, well, it, it looks good so far. Um, but we'll see how it progresses throughout the season and we'll see how it actually bears out in the actual matches when they start in a couple weeks. You, you can tell about, about them playing the wide. We were a lot wider. We saw Shannon wide and Lucas wide. And that really, we really kind of spread Antigua out. And that really created a lot of more spacing, especially for the passing. You have to, you got to spread them out a bit. Uh, I, w- I was impressed by Lucas's play. That's a big upgrade from Jomi. <laughs> you know, he is physical, fast, very, doesn't force balls. He, like I says, he's very patient. If nothing, okay, I'll play it back, get around and, um, I think he's going to be the, probably the one of the big surprises this year. He's going to do, I think, a lot of damage on that left side. <clears throat> but he's also have a good recovery going back and defending, too. But same thing with Luke, too. Luke to play on that side. And then with him and Shannon, you can tell they really played, fed off each other and then playing the ball, you know, there on that side of the field, too. So that's you can see kind of glimpses of here and there that, hey, you know, this really has potential to maybe surprise some teams. Um, and like I said, I think the players, you can tell that they really enjoyed that kind of that system and playing the, you know, just being patient with it and they weren't forcing errors. And I think that's another thing. We we didn't have a lot of errors last night. You know, it was, you know, maybe we let in the second half with the Academy kids, but here in this first team really had, didn't have as many as many errors. Like maybe we saw a lot last year. I know for me, the biggest difference. And, and, you know, it's it's a half, one game, whatever. But if this is the style that they're going to be playing, last year there was always pressure, whether they were trying to put pressure offensively or they were under pressure. There was a couple of times where you could tell that you could tell they kind of wanted to go, but then they backed it off, passed it back, and just kind of, okay, hey, let's take 10 seconds, 5 seconds, 15 seconds, whatever, just to kind of reset things. And to me, that's going to be a huge benefit because you're not, you know, just the mentality where you're able to just to kind of, all right, take a step back. How's the game going? Kind of relax and and then be able to push push forward through there. I think that's going to be the biggest advantage of of switching to this more, quote unquote, possession base. Um, where, you know, I don't know, you know, it'll probably be what 45, 55 instead of, you know, 60, 40, uh, most 70, likely. 30, <laughs> but, but to me that in, in Rafa and Matt, you guys may be able to speak to, to this here, but just kind of having those 30 seconds, 15 seconds where, you know, the, the game kind of, kind of just chills out for, you know, for that time frame and then, and then they go again. So, uh, Matt, you, you know, if you want to kind of talk about that, just, you know, how slowing down the possession really benefits you in, in other aspects of the game. You're on mute, Matt. You pulled a Harry. <laughs> I know. I had it because my dog was barking. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, yeah, it, it really does make a difference when, when they slow it down just a bit When once you hit the fast pace. Uh, I've seen it a bunch of the times when, let's put it, when uh, Sam Adenera would, would push forward or when – when uh ah man, there's so many times Piranha would push forward, Forbes like all the different times where you would see them push forward, and they're like, all right, hey, let's slow it down. Like we're getting ahead of ourselves, and and you see their defense trying to set back up. It's good that they 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 take time and they take uh, a little bit of uh like hey, let's reset real quick. All right, and then they they get the puncher. Um, it it works it works very good. Uh. And depending on the, the the team style play, but hey, man, I I don't care if you need to reset as long as he can get in there and get a goal. <laughs> if it helps, it helps. Well, to me, it also prevents a goal too because it takes time up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that too. Your thoughts, Rafa? Yeah, you know what I one thing with Pablo also you have him as a, another field player there back there. And one of the things that we le- we're starting to learn how to play from the back and create, and that's something we didn't do really a lot last year. And we can play the ball back and forth, and you can see like even with, with, 
was impressed with Burke. Burke was really also really kind of controlling back there, especially kind of bringing the ball, you know, controlling the ball, you know, spreading it. And that's the thing. We really worked the ball side to side, being patient, kind of suckering Antigua in. And then we then we sent the ball up when we have, saw the space open. And, and also the pressure up top. You saw Santi was Santi was really getting under the skin of number forty four, <laughs> and, and but well, he was very 44. physical. He got booed. Yeah, but I liked it. <laughs> and you know, and that's the thing was you know Santi got under the skin, and but he was able to get a couple steals, and that and that's and that's going to be a key there, and especially when he got those balls and the passes were sent to like Jorge, and then we're and then really quick we switched it to the other side, and boom we. And I think that's kind of how the first goal started. Um, so if if we can kind of you know be very more cons- like I said, stay consistent on the passing, and and you know just being pa- the main thing is being patient. And I think last year we try to rush things, you know, and and then other teams kind of figured that out. This year is going to be difficult because the other teams are going to be like you know what do we you know. What, what are we going to do here? Can we, and if we sucker them in, you know, that's going to allow, especially for the Jorge, Jorge is going to have a lot of space. And especially if you saw, you know, some of the passes going to sending them on to Lucas and to, uh, to Luke and so forth. We're really going to have, it's, it's, you know, like I said, I don't know if we're going to score a bunch of goals, but we're going to score a lot of meaningful goals, but then also we're going to be able to kind of kill also the clock from keeping those teams from, you know, keep getting the ball back too. And that's something we gave a lot last year is we gave them too much possession and maybe that hurt us a bit, especially when we had leads, you know, lost leads down, down the stretch. All right. Well, we need to slow down the show. Um, so uh, Let's, let's uh, slow down the show here. Hold on. And thank you to FTC and the Crocketeers and whoever put the video together here. Uh, the audio isn't coming through very well. So I'll have to fix this, see if I can get this uh, in a format to where we can just play it here. Uh, I'll, I know it's on the FTC um, uh, <clears throat> uh, social media handle uh, for that here, but uh, we'll work on that here. But uh, Matt, thank you for sharing that with us here. Uh, I think that might be our... Uh, intermissions uh, where we kind of play that and, and pipe up each home game. Um, just change the change the last last thing here. Get your tickets or bonus tickets along those lines here. So we'll have to kind of work with you on that to, or work with whoever put the video together. But uh, well done uh, for that here. Um, anything else that you guys want to talk about on the friendly? I know there's it's one game. We're two weeks out. I know we go against the. Uh, Team up north, the second team um, in a game that we won't really have any information on uh, for that here. So this upcoming week, we'll probably get a starting lineup. Uh, with it being the week out, you know, trying to avoid injuries. You know, we'll, we'll see here. Um, any 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 things that you. Um, Any, anything uh, that you think that we could um, find? Well, yeah. Well, let's only well, we first answer the final thoughts. Any final thoughts on the game here, and then we'll move on to um, one question. You know that uh, Rafa asked here or, or pointed out here. If you know there's still a couple of roster spots open, what roster spots would you want those to, to be filled as here? But uh, we'll go around the horn. Final thoughts on the Antigua GFC, and then we'll move into. You know, if you were the GM for, uh, if you were Marco, uh, what what's the one or two positions that you'd be looking to fill in some depth? Uh, we'll go with you, uh, Rafa. 
But as far as the as far as the you know, f- finishing up with the with the game, uh, I was impressed by Muhammad Omar and Gura. Mm-hmm. I, I I think those are two solid players that can come in. If there is an injury, uh, I was what I was very impressed by them. They have some really good leadership back there, especially working with those you know I think with one of the trialists and also the younger players too. So, I mean, they held their own. Like I said, Omar got the goal. Um, I think they also had some good chemistry with Kendall as well. So I, I think we're good there with the defense. I think we got some good people. Uh, they got some, like I said, they have speed, they have experience, and I, I think that's going to help us out there. For us, you know, as far as and then we'll see if any of the we see any of those academy kids or maybe the trialists get an opportunity. A couple of those uh, trialists did play well. We'll see if they, they'll make the final roster. Matt, I know you didn't see the game, but any final thoughts that you have? Uh, on your on your weekend here, as far as that, I know uh, you got to see family in Houston, and, and I know you were uh, the reason why you went is because you were working uh, on building relationships uh, you know, for <laughs> FPC. <laughs> hey, I'm, it works, bro. It still works. Anyways, uh, from this game, from what I got, like I said, what I got to saw, it seemed everything was great. Chemistry was great, and and everything just played out well for what we have. So just hopefully this, this can keep pushing forward and we see what comes on the ninth. Jonathan, uh, final thoughts and then any plans this week uh, for you or the next two weeks really, because uh, before we, we get there uh, for uh, Bluish Moon, uh, any things that we should be on the lookout for from you coming up as far as um, post-match, uh, post, post-match reflections. I know you already did the match recap, but anything else that you foresee uh, coming up? Uh, well, first of all, with the sort of final thoughts from the Antigua friendly, um, and Rafa kind of touched on this, but in that second half, it was uh, sort of a, a few of the other senior guys and then mostly academy players and trialists. And it didn't really feel like there was that much of a drop-off, um, you know, in, in the past, we've seen, you see the promise, but you also see uh, some of the youth, some of the, you know, maybe nervousness or just little mistakes that they'll make. And, you know, it, it would not have, well, heck, you look at the week before, uh, you have that same Bring kind you. of youth heavy lineup. And all of a sudden, SAFC is losing 3-1 before long. Um, so to see them hold their own, and Marcina even said, you know, he saw the growth from that Houston Dynamo 2 friendly to this week against Antigua. Um, so that was just really nice to see. And I even added, or uh, not added, but texted you guys in the group chat toward the end of the game. I was like, is it just me? Or do the Academy players look more confident and composed than they ever have? You know, it's obviously it's been different guys over the years. You know, they're only going to be around for a few years and then they go to, you know, college or Denmark or, you know, wherever. But um it was just, I think, really good to see that they held their own. And, you know, Marcina and uh, Muhammad Omar also, you know, talked a fair bit about that last night. Um, and Omar, having, you know, played that second half alongside them, uh, he was just really, really, you know, glad for them. Um, and so I, I I think that also might kind of end up being my, my overall final thought for this show. But uh, it was just really good to see them have a good display. Uh, in terms of if you want to fill out the roster any more, um, I, I mean, it's it's going to be hard to tell until we get the entire squad in and until we see, you know, okay, what fringe MLS guys are going to be brought in because it seems like that's been a common theme. Uh, one area that I am a little curious about is we've sung Jorge Hernandez's praises tonight. Alan sung his praises last night what happens if he gets an injury who steps yeah, up that's, that's, that's I, the I, one. Can, I can tell you who Cameron Lacey you think Lacey would be the one to do that Lacey's the one yeah this, I, I think this, I think this is how I think it's, it's set up here Lou, uh, Solinac and Patino Aguidela and Hankinson I think we already saw that where they where they flipped those two I think Cameron Lacey is 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 the backup for you know for you know for Okay, because I I feel like I mean we've got obviously some really quality center forwards or you know just forwards mm-hmm. guys that are playing up there, but uh, 
Hernandez is is kind of that link between everything going on behind, you know, that build up, and then the guys who are tasked with scoring the goals. And obviously, you know, it, it would be very hard to replace Jorge. You're you're not going to completely, you right, know, yeah. just like for like. It's not a, a straight swap. You would see some sort of drop off, but you know, someone who can at least keep things together, keep things from completely falling apart without you know that one really critical link between you know that sort of build up and finishing so if if you think it's lacy all right um well on the current roster it's got to be him Uh, i i think you need to find i think you need to find someone to uh to back him up because and you got to find a player that's similar to his style and lacy may not be kind of like his style but that's something we talked about yesterday. Is like, is there someone out in MLS? Royce you know, mentioned also played as a yeah. at Birmingham last year. But the thing is, speed wise, you know, and, and younger, you know, you want someone that can really. And he saw what he was doing. Jorge was doing. Uh, Arnaz was doing. He was really pressing too. He was getting get, kind of getting to quote unquote the chicken fighting in there against the defense from Antigua. Um, but I agree with Jonathan. I think I think we do need to find another another player that can just similar to him. It's not going to be like him, but similar style as far as speed that can distribute. I think that's what hurt us last year. Not having um, um, you know what's his name uh, from last year uh, that got, was hurt pretty much. Um, David Loera. Uh, yeah, Loera. Yeah, you know if we had him last year may have been a, been a difference but like i said he just was not reliable because of his injuries but we do need someone with that similar style because he's a game the thing is he's a game changer and he's a change of pace and that's what we need so when you sub Corker out he's out we he still has that similar style too as well i'm also going to chime in really quickly here in terms of what royce mm-hmm. was saying about agudelo playing a 10 um i'm sure if Alan goes up to him, pats his eyelashes, and asks really nicely, he would, you know, you, you do what your coach tells you to do. Uh, but Agudela, actually, I, I didn't really have any way to work this into an article or anything, but uh, something he mentioned this past Thursday when we talked to him at training was he kind of wants to be um, a little, basically more ruthless as an attacking player, as a forward. You know, he's talked about sort of passing up opportunities, you know, making a, a pass to a teammate and... You know, it sounds like he wants to take more shots and, you know, create more goals because of that. So, uh, again, you know, if Alan asks if SAFC's in a pinch, he could play 10. But that's not exactly what he'd like to do. And I think that's not what you should be forcing him to do. You know, that's it it could work in a pinch. But I think you might want to get someone who's more comfortable in that position, who is just uh, a better fit for that position you know in terms of their skill set and um and someone who you're not then taking away from your forward line from your goal scores final thoughts we'll start with you jonathan uh anything you want to promote anything you want to say <laughs> um man city play this week champions league anything along those lines uh you know since uh, they are the champions of the world and like uh, real madrid always finding a way to take a dig at Real Madrid. Um, no, I, so nothing Man City related, and uh, I'm probably not going to be writing anything particular this week unless something major comes up. Um, actually, you know, I, I will... So I, I did already kind of talk about it was nice to see the the young players for SAFC getting their opportunity. Um, you know, we, we don't always get to see them, obviously, in the league. You know, sometimes we see them in the early runs of the Open Cup or in the friendlies, so... That was good. Um, but my final thoughts, and actually this is something that we maybe should have... Okay, someone needs to turn their vibrate off. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, something that we maybe should have included in the, the lineup this week. But uh, last week at the Crocketeers meeting, a representative from the San Antonio Athenians, playing their first USL W League season this year, talked about how their our plans and there's the intention to join the USL super league, not this inaugural season starting later this year, but in 2025, um, if that comes to fruition, I mean, we'd love to see that. That would be great. Um, it's, I think we can all agree. The Athenians have been kind of the, 
the sort of vanguard um, and, and the point of the spear in terms of the growth of women's soccer in this city. Um, so it would be really cool to see that come to fruition, see them take that next step. And not only for them to be playing in a league like that, but to be creating a whole structure. You know, they also talked about trying to build a vertically integrated, you know, uh, girls and, you know, young women's academy all the way up. Um, and I believe they said that would basically be the first female-only academy structure and, you know, vertical structure in the area. Well said. I thought we covered that, but that was a week ago, and which seems like a year ago. Well, because we, uh, the problem was we had a show last Sunday in the morning, and then the meeting was in the afternoon. So, you know, it, it was kind of like, it was a fairly, uh, I'd say a fairly, you know, routine meeting and then suddenly representative from the Athenians gets up there and says, you know, yeah, well, we've got this intention. I'm like, okay, putting my reporter hat on really quick. That's huge. Um, so it was just something that uh, occurred to me and, you know, we hopefully will have more to, to report on it in the future. But uh, for now, even just hearing the intention, that's a positive sign. Matt, your final thoughts. Uh, what, what do you got planned? Uh... March 9th, uh, anything along those lines that, that we need to pass out? Uh, you, I know you work closely with uh, Stuart and 210 and, and James and the Crocketeers. Uh, any, anything that we, that we as a fan base can kind of help and, and help the supporters out with uh, coming up on the year? I mean, just if anybody wants to volunteer, set up, take down. That's, all, that's the best thing I could probably say. Uh it would help uh, help the experience better. That way, everybody has time to chat, uh, have fun. Everybody gets to ha uh, enjoy the tailgates. Um, that's that's pretty much the only thing I would say. Just help tear, uh, put up and tear down. That would that would be the best thing ever to help some of the guys out. Um, but as far as this upcoming tailgate, uh, she a lot's gonna be. Uh, it's probably gonna be a good one. Of, of not even a good, a freaking great one coming up. Um, I do. We, is it pinata worthy or not pinata worthy? Oh, it's very pinata worthy. Yeah, it's uh, some one of the kids' birthdays from FTC. One of the moms said that it was oh, nice. her her child's birthday, so I like gotta get a pinata. Either way, we were gonna get one, but uh, has it already been decided the flavor of the? It's gotta be a horse, guess. right? I think it's probably yeah. It's gonna be the Loudon with their symbol. It's a horse. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna keep we're gonna keep it that way. And uh we'll have guests there, hopefully. From what we talked in the in the supporter meeting, we get some a little bit of a surprise. So I'll leave it at that. Uh and hope come out guys, get your tickets, get ready. The ninth the, we need all hands on deck on that one. I want all hands on deck. Rafa, your final thoughts? Uh, my final thoughts, like I said, um, looking forward to another week of tomorrow. Like I said, make sure you guys join us for the TAPS Bracketology. So we'll make our private school picks. Uh, but congrats to Geneva boys for their win. Um, and then also we'll talk about the rest of the week where some some recap of this game is also from Thursday. And also I want to give a shout um, message out there. So uh, Mission City Soccer Complex is hosting – the Mexican men's and women's national team U13, U15 tryouts on March 2nd and 3rd. So if you're interested, uh, go to our website or go to the Mission City Facebook page. There is a web you can sign up. Great opportunity. If you're thinking you can make the Mexican women's or men's national team for their youth academy, um, sign up. It is space is limited. And uh, so hopefully we'll get, we'll see some of our use here in San Antonio, you know, go out there, try out and see who we know. We may have the next pick, the next Chicharito here from San Antonio or the next, you know, play, you know, next, uh, you know, Ochoa. So, so shout out to them, to Mission City. They're at the soccer complex. So I forgot to come back to this because this came in right at the top of the show. Uh, uh, Jolanda Dow, uh, kind of off topic, but what's up with the scoreboard? If the scoreboard gets any worse, we're not going to be able to see the score. The scoreboard needs help. <laughs> I think we all know that. Here. We've um, been saying this for so long, and they, they still haven't, I guess, found the right company to fix it. Well, I've heard 
to be able to get into there, it, it's it's not a fun job. We'll, we'll, we'll just leave it at that here. So, um, scoreboard looked like they're playing Wheel of, Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, the, the scoreboard is hopefully something in the next two weeks uh, that they can get rectified uh, because, well, scoreboard's not looking good as far as they're there. Uh, Toyota Field is showing some age, but like I said here, to me, my final thought is, it was great to be out there. You know, I got to see, you know, some people I haven't seen in a couple of months uh, for that here. Um, I didn't get to see Matt because Matt, you know, decided to go elsewhere. But, you know, outside of that, I uh, got to rib you know, Jonathan for not having any friends up in the press box for this game uh, for that here. And, uh, you know, got to see Royce and talk to him for a few minutes. Um, it was a fun crowd. Uh, they announced about 4,500. Probably pretty close to that, which wasn't bad uh, for the uh, uh, for the um, dad. Can you turn on my internet for my PC? We'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit, AJ. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but uh, uh, like I said, it was a fun time. Um, I think the, as fans, like I said here, we've got something to look forward to. Um, despite all the turmoil, frustration, you know, drama of the offseason, um, I think you can see that SAFC does have a plan. Um, we'll have to see how it comes together. Um, obviously, it's a half, you know, but if you go to the first half against the Matt Gomez's is a Houston Dynamo 2 team. Um, they shut them out and then, you know, shut out uh, Antigua. So defensively for the first team, they're looking pretty solid here. Um, and hopefully they'll be able to continue uh, with that here. Um, Royce uh, is telling AJ, you know, go to bed. It is a school night. But, uh... Damn, that's crazy. <laughs> but no, like I said here. Um, we're an hour and 10 minutes in, which I'm kind of shocked is a low uh, show for me as far as uh, talk time here, but I do want to get us out, uh, tomorrow night, seven 30, uh, be sharp. Cause uh, I have to go pick up AJ at his practice at about eight 45. We're going to do the, uh, taps playoff brackets, uh, district uh, divisions one, two, and three for both the boys and the girls. Uh, there are, has, there has already been some games played, especially on the D three side. Uh, there are some teams that have the double buy uh, for it here, so like Central Catholic won't play till next weekend uh, for that here. But uh, tune in to see how Rafa um, and I go through and, and discuss taps, which is kind of hard to pick. But uh, Rafa does pretty well. Uh, I'll, I'll give I'll give cap to him. But uh, what's life 80%. without goals? <laughs> what's life without goals? We're out of here. Hope everybody has a wonderful evening. Uh, happy birthday to Royce's mom, and Royce, we'll see you next week uh, for that here uh, to kind of discuss and get your thoughts on the game here. So hope he has to beat 10 seconds. Oh, it's 10 seconds. Yeah, Royce, I I, I beat your uh, let's go. Or pardon me, San Antonio.